Welcome to Social Media Blues, a podcast for those who struggle with social media but can't afford to get out of it. I am your hostess, Elsa Figueroa, and this is today's episode. Welcome. Happy May. Happy beginning of May. Month three of quarantine. Ah, anyway, um, here in Puerto Rico, um, they've extended the quarantine and the curfew because we also have a curfew and they've extended it till May 25th. The curfew starts at 7 p.m. and ends at 5 a.m. except for essential workers, yada, yada, yada. Um, yesterday I went out because they partially reopened actually. I forgot to say uh, Monday they did like a partial reopening for specific industries like construction, and some food services um, businesses. And I went out yesterday to get some food and there was a huge increase in traffic. So a lot more cars on the street than I had been seeing for the past few weeks. So, you know, I'm not sure. Probably it's the, the partial reopening, but yeah, that's what's going on here. Um, yeah, I remain, um, <laughs> very concerned about the number of, of fatalities in the United States. Um, I'm tracking the situation in the United States very closely and it seems that things are pretty crazy. Uh, unemployment rose like ridiculously and um, there's definitely a lot of people who are dying and that is very scary. Um, I'm concerned about this death toll and the fact that the strategies that are being proposed are not focused on saving lives and that that worries me but <sighs> I'm not an expert and I'm, I'm trying to just kind of stay here in my day-to-day -day, trying to stay sane because that is a full-time job in its own so I try not to read too many news articles, not to stay too much on top of every little development because I also see that sometimes there's not a lot of changes or a lot of developments, but the media needs to keep churning stuff out constantly. And that actually ties into today's topic, which is that feeling of having to churn out information and headlines and content all the time um, that that crazy content hustle um, last Monday morning um, as I was starting to try to begin the week <laughs> um, I, I felt very resistant to starting the social media week it was another um, week of okay what what am I gonna focus on what am I gonna be bringing to the table this week um, it was cloudy outside, I felt tired, the house is a mess still, and I feel like, uh, I felt like putting on some podcasts and maybe cleaning up uh, some of the areas, which I did. Um, I started working on my social media planner, which is a pen and paper planner, and I did put in some content ideas in and also scheduled some posts, um, but it was kind of really slow going. <clears throat> and I just felt like 
I was hitting that wall of, okay, have no, no specific gimmick, no message, no, no content linchpin for this week, no insights to offer. And it goes back to this advice that I heard a few weeks ago that in order to plan your content, you need to have a content plan for the entire week. And maybe start with a blog post or a couple blog posts and from there distribute all the content to all the other channels. I've been trying this strategy, but honestly, it's really not working for me, mostly because the blog posts that I tend to work on for my studio's website are not directly linked to the content that I'm putting out on Instagram. So I have different strategies on Instagram. I'm just trying to promote my classes um, and what we, do, uh, what we do in the space. So, um, and the blog posts are more about um, self-care and, and wellness, which is one of the areas of interest of my space, but it is not the sole one um so it's getting kind of difficult to strategize that way um so i don't know i felt lost in a sea of possibilities stuck in the same content paralysis i have experienced in the past like am i really getting my message across um I'm tr i feel like i'm trying to to send too many messages and and not focusing on a single one and and are people actually connecting with what i post in that Monday slump, it all seemed pointless. I felt adrift, lacking in clear direction. And sure, I could have drummed up some pro some focus, and I did. I did drum up the drum up the focus and pulled something out. But I didn't feel like I wanted to make all that effort and push myself again another week. It just felt like, where am I going with this? The social media coaches tell you to have a constant content strategy, uh, show up and hustle because that is what it takes. I follow their advice to a point, but I must admit that something feels off at times. I know there is a trick to planning all your content in a day or two, getting it done, but I still feel a lot at a loss uh, a lot of the time. There's a lot to do. Um, I'm editing videos, I'm writing blog posts, updating the website, revamping the Instagram feed, creating content for my private Facebook group. There's a lot going on and I'm doing it alone. There's also the other part of this process that I constantly find myself grappling with and it's what I wanna talk about today. I am the type of person that prefers to sit with things a little longer. I understand the need to get things out the door and I do understand that sometimes my perfectionist zeal gets in the way of sharing things that I need to put behind me. But there is also that worry that something is getting lost in the constant rush of creation. Constantly generating ideas for social media and marketing can become pretty exhausting and we need to acknowledge that. And I suppose you get good at it and get used to the pace but deep down, I am afraid of what is getting lost in the process. By getting better at social media marketing, am I eroding a part of me that is attuned to deep thinking and long-term process? Um, lately, I have been a bit concerned about my ability to focus on sitting down to read a book 
for a long period of time. I used to be able to read for hours and was convinced that I would get through several books during this quarantine. I have not not been reading, but not at the speed that I would like. Perhaps I'm being too ambitious, but I read in short spurts every few days instead of binging for hours on the couch or in bed like I used to, to love doing. And I wonder if that inability to focus on engaging with a book points to a larger inability to focus on more long-form processes like writing a novel or developing a thematic choreography. This is a question I have had for a while now and is one of the core reasons why I started this podcast because I was looking for the answer to this question. Specifically for an artist, I'm not talking about if you have a store that sells leggings or your jewelry business or whatever else. I'm talking about um, artists or, or creator. I guess the jewelry uh, business can uh, have also that um, if you're the one making the jewelry, you're also a creator. So I guess, you know, it's the same thing. But let's say you have a business that's not, doesn't hinge upon you making art. Um, so specifically for an artist, a, a creator, what is the cost of constantly needing to promote your work of being your own social media manager and PR agent. Social media gurus constantly tell us to flip the camera around and show our faces, our process, our behind the scenes. Making choreography, share your process. Writing a novel, talk about how frustrating it was to get through your 25th page today. Advice that works for flower shops and commercial photographers is supposed to make sense for those of us existing in the complicated space of finding our own voice as artists and making things that speak to us, but that are not so easily commodifiable or maybe not even commodifiable at all. This discussion all points to deeper questions about commodification, capitalism, and art. Certainly, art has always had a complex relationship with survival and money, and the 20th century has accelerated those dynamics and made them even more complex. Art today occupies a very confusing place in culture. I posit that art is at the center of culture, of, of society, of, of our mode of existence. We don't always realize it or see it this way, but our world actually revolves around art. Content revolves around art. It's based on music, photography, imagery, writing. But now that art has been atomized, split into consumable pieces, rearranged, reduced to a meme, it has become in the process incredibly commodifiable because it is now in the service of our time's greatest commodity attention. In one of my favorite books about creative process, author Steven Nakmanovich describes a concept that I have found very useful, the concept of temenos, or creative space, which the creator enters with humility and focus to devote their whole being to their craft. This temenos has now been invaded by the phone camera and our attempts to collect pieces of our day to share on social media in the hopes of getting attention 
and having that attention, in the case of a business, translated into revenue. If everything and anything has the potential to be content, when do you get to hit the pause button on the world and keep the backstage to yourself? How to share the behind the scenes, the process, while keeping important pieces to yourself? I am not advocating for shutting down the camera or nor am I making a moral judgment about those who share processed content. I do it too. And I do believe that there are people who have found a good balance and who have figured out a way to keep important pieces of themselves to themselves while also sharing their process. But I have not found that balance yet. And I need to ask these questions in the hopes of maybe finding an answer. I ask because there are days when constantly generating ideas for social media takes away from my ability to sit and write longer pieces or finish a thematic choreography. Ultimately, a business marketing mentality takes away from my ability to make certain pieces at all. And I find that very disturbing. Because when I start asking, if I cannot turn it into promo material, should I even make it? Sometimes I will answer no, I shouldn't. Maybe better put my energy into things that will surely lead to money. For the past several months, I've been reading a lot of articles on medium.com. I first stumbled upon the website a couple of years ago, but only at the end of last year did I start contemplating writing for it. And so I have been trying to learn as much as possible about what works and what doesn't. And reading the comments section of Ms. Articles to get a sense of the type of audience the platform attracts. It's not unlike YouTube's, actually. This morning, I read another article about how to make money on Medium quickly. The answer is always pretty much the same. Make it catchy, make it easy. Write short, snappy sentences and irresistible titles. The same type of advice you get from the social media gurus about social media copy and videos for YouTube. And certainly, when writing a book, there is that tension between making it attractive to your audience and following your bliss as an author. There always is. But a lot of good writing takes longer to pay off, requires sitting crafting sentences more carefully. It's the type of writing that takes months and years to hone. It is also the type of writing that will probably not get as many views or make as much money. Should you even make it? <laughs> because the writer of this article seemed to deride the articles that she had written that had not garnered as much attention. I have not read those articles as she mentioned that made her very little money. But I wonder, is the value of something only in the amount of money that it generates? Perhaps an article that makes her less revenue as deeper questions or, or means something to fewer people, certainly, but maybe it, it leads them in a very interesting direction. And I wonder if there's, and certainly there's no way of measuring the value of that, but I wonder if 
there's a way that we can have a different relationship to the stuff that we make that's not completely and solely tied to how much money it makes or how much attention it gets. I'm not advocating for not writing those sketchy pieces and about how to wake up at 5.30 every morning and those listicles about how to structure your workday during the pandemic that seem to get so many views. Um, what I am asking is, what are you leaving behind in writing those pieces? What longer, more rewarding work are we not doing because we need to put things out quickly? Today, this morning, before the right moment passes, when does it get good enough for you to have the time and space to write the novel or the script? Some of my favorite YouTubers, actually my, my top three favorite YouTubers, post uh, videos once a month just one video a month, but it is a production, okay? Every time they put out a video, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit here for 40, 45 minutes because how that long, that's how long they usually are. And they are mini films and they are amazing. Um, they're ContraPoints Philosophy Tube and Lindsay Alice, if you care to check out their content. Oh, and also Peter Coffin. Um, those four creators, they take their sweet time it takes them a whole month sometimes more to put out this this one video but it's it's totally worth the wait meanwhile i feed on a diet of other youtubers that are putting out content more regularly but i feel that the level of production quality the scripting the message is is just not the same and it's fine not everybody has to put out that same amount of content i'm just saying that i mean the same type of content i'm just saying that because it takes them a whole month to craft this one video the result is more complex more vibrant and and closer to what we would call art so my question ultimately is this if i get good at dishing out content all the time like Gary V. Will I turn into a different person? Will I be able to sit down and work on an essay or choreography for months? Or will I turn into this content machine, machine making content that pops but ultimately does not go as deep as I normally like to go? My difficulty sitting down to read for hours makes me wonder about this. I suppose there might be other reasons for that, but I feel like I am losing something, some important piece in all the hustle. And this is a perfect time to ask exactly what am I losing? Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you are staying safe at home with your partner or cat or dog or yourself and that you are taking care of yourself and being gentle to yourself. Take care and have an excellent week. Bye-bye.